I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 74. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Alfonso Casiato. He's been in the mortgage business for 20 years. Alfonso is the Senior Vice President of Sales for Street Capital. He's been with Street since the beginning in the fall of 2007. I'm stoked about this interview today. Alfonso, you ready to rock? Ready to rock. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business? Because my experience has been most people, when they're in kindergarten, don't say when they grow up, they want to be a mortgage broker. It's usually firefighter or policeman. So how did you end up in the mortgage biz? Well, like most people, I came out of university uh, with uh, with no job, looking for a job. I was lucky enough to start up with CIBC, but not on the mortgage side. Uh, I was on the visa side. And then there was an opportunity to join house, household finance. And uh, within uh, household finance, uh, shortly after joining them, I began my career on the real estate uh, collection side. So got my first taste of mortgages that were falling into arrears and looking at uh, mortgage applications and, and covenants and trying to figure out how we could uh, rectify the arrears situation mm-hmm. and uh, through refinances, et cetera. And so got my first taste of uh, trying to put deals together. And uh, with about five years of experience with uh, household finance, I then uh, took the path back to CIBC, which eventually landed me with uh, PCF when they launched and the credit group within PCF as they continued to grow and become successful to the point where First Line uh, came calling and there was an opportunity to take over the credit group within First Line Mortgages. And uh, as I say, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. And so First Line, you were with them for how many years? I was with First Line for five years in the capacity of Vice President of Credit Operations. Uh, they had four offices, uh, one in Toronto, Quebec, uh, Vancouver and Calgary. And um, then the opportunity to start up Street Capital became available and I jumped at it. Um, you know, I felt that uh, my work effort and ethic um, that I had at the CIBC slash First Line would be applicable in a startup like Street Capital. And uh, with ownership opportunity, I felt that it was the right uh, move to make. So you guys are going into your eighth year and you're definitely uh, have, you know, uh, done really well in that time in street capital i'm talking about um your uh so before we dive into your story and how you sort of more about sort of your role with street capital i always like to ask about a quote because i find quotes are impactful they're portable and you can use them to kind of keep you on track i know i use them all the time in my life so can you share a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business well it may not necessarily be a quote it's just uh, i'll believe that uh hard work uh Hard work uh, gives you, um, you know, gains you success in life, and uh, and uh, it, it truly is related to the effort that you put into anything in life. Uh, you will reap the the rewards that are associated with the level of effort that you put towards anything, uh, be it your 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 life in business or or even your personal life. If if, if you work hard at it, uh, you'll reap the returns that uh, you deserve. Right. So you you get out of something what you put into it. Yes, absolutely. Just how if I were to like, so can you share an example of how you've applied that in your in your life or business? Well, you know, Street Capital is a great story. When we first started out, it was uh, it was myself and five underwriters, and uh, literally we were naive. Uh, specifically, the executive that started up Street Capital, we were naive. We felt that we had established relationships when we were at uh, First Line, and we felt that as soon as we turned on the lights. The phone Street would Capital, ring. Pardon me. Yeah, the phone would ring. The, the you know people will be lined up at the door wanting to send us business. And uh, after a couple of months of 
calling all our what we thought were uh, deep relationships at our previous uh, lender, uh, you know, all we heard was crickets, and um, uh, we came to understand that the that uh, we had to start from ground zero, and uh-huh. uh, we had to earn their business. And it included, you know, I, I may have had title of vice president of credit operations for Street Capital, but uh, I was on a day-to-day basis. I was underwriting applications. I was uh, I was performing in the role of a sales rep. I was contacting uh, brokers, introducing myself, asking for business, and uh, having to underwrite deals myself. Uh, and, and, and from day one, we were, we were always focused on the quality of the portfolio. So uh, what we do today is we have a separate group that uh, is a second set of eyes that reviews deals prior to funding. And, and prior to that, when we were a small LNC, it was me that was doing that on my kitchen table on weekends. And, um, you know, the number of hours that we had to put towards, you know, funding very little, a very small amount of business was really related around, you know, building relationships and also making sure that the quality of business that we were booking initially was uh, good business because we felt that the quality of our portfolio would give us uh, more opportunities to open doors with investors and uh, gain the liquidity that's necessary to grow to where we've grown. And uh, that was... Uh, that strategy has led to our ability to grow our portfolio to, you know, mortgages under administration to over $22 billion and a portfolio performance that uh, when you measure it by arrears, we're, we're half of what the uh, industry averages. So we're very proud of both the size of our portfolio and the quality of our portfolio. Right. I'm sure it makes it much easier to attract the attention of investors if you can say things like, hey, our arrears rate is half because we have a better... Well, I can tell you within the first 10 minutes of meeting with an investor, that's their first question. Mm-hmm. It isn't how much can you do, it's it's what have you done and what's the quality like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And so it's, it's interesting too that you say to me that you had all these established relationships, people obviously knew you, trusted you guys, but then when you started something new, you had to re almost you had to restart and and build that relationship again so did you find were you more successful building new relationships with new brokers or did you eventually win over the previous brokers that worked with you at first line from a timeline perspective we were successful on winning over new relationships so our top producers within the first three years were with brokers that we had had little to no relationship previously through first line uh-huh. and the, the deep relationships that we had through first line probably didn't start to evolve with street capital until our fourth and fifth and sixth year. Um, I believe a lot of those brokers were were taking the position of uh, let's wait and see. And secondly, and I think is as, as important, was that they had an established relationship with their lender, uh, with, with an underwriter. Uh, their deals, quote unquote, were getting done. So, you know, I can understand that from a broker perspective. Why would I Why would I change what I have right now? It's working. I send in applications. I get them approved. And it, it's it's very difficult to win uh, a broker's business over to a new lender. We, we learned the hard way, uh, not through, you know, uh, uh, the effort that's necessary to continue to knock on doors and have doors slam in your face, quote unquote, and uh, continue to go back and ask for that one deal, get a chance to show them, you know, what you can deliver. Uh-huh. And we were, you know, through just hard work and continued effort and continued knocking on doors, we were able to uh, win over some brokers. And, you know, word gets out, it's a small industry. Um, you're only as good as your last deal from, from a broker perspective. And uh, word gets out. That's that, how we feel know, about sure. realt- realtors feel about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some realtors are. And, you know, you know, and, and, you know, as a broker, word gets out and uh, brokers talk and they meet. And there's forums, there's symposiums, there's the national conference through camp. There's also MBABC, AMBA, AMBA. 
So through all those forums, uh, there's an opportunity to meet with peers and they talk about uh, what lenders are delivering, good service, good products, competitive rates. And it's just, it's not one, it, the, mag, the magic formula is not just one one item. It's, it's service, it's products, it's rates, and it's relationship. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So another thing I've noticed talking to successful brokers and people in the lending and leaders in the lending like yourself is that failure is something that everybody experiences, but it's never fatal. And there's always a lesson looking back. So can you share something that you had failed at, but now looking back, there was a lesson in it for you? Well, we learned, we learned that uh, we probably, you know, we felt uh, some initial success on the A side and, um, a few years back, we thought we could leverage our success on the A side and launch a B program. And uh, if, if if we had to do it again, which we will do it again, we'll probably sharpen our pencil when it comes to products and rates uh-huh. on the uh, on the Alt A slash B business. So we launched a few years ago, and uh, if we were to measure success just based on uh, on volume, I would feel that uh, there's an opportunity to relaunch and. Uh, do it a lot better the second time around. Right. So what was this? Was there a specific lesson in that initial launch that you've, that you'll apply to anything you guys kind of do going forward? I think we just, again, I think we need to have a better understanding on what the key products are related to the B business and, um, and sharpen our pencil when it comes to rates. And I think if we do that, uh, if we do that well, I think we'll be able to relaunch and uh, deem it more successful the second time around. Right. That's, that's good. Um, so how did you, you said earlier that you'd started out sort of in the, um, different banking into, into first line and then now into street capital. So your role at street capital has changed. So how, what's happened from, you said you were the vice president of credit and now you're in sales. So how does that role change? What does that look like? Sure. Uh, initially, obviously from a VP of credit perspective, uh, my responsibility was to help grow the portfolio portfolio um, with uh, high, high regard to the quality of the portfolio so always anticipating uh, um, always anticipating you know where the where the quality was and, and where where the potential downfall was in, in, in the risk associated with the tech business that uh, we may get from certain brokers and, and understanding understanding the type of business that we need to book versus the type of business we need to just say no thank you to uh-huh. and uh, through the, through the through the interactions on a day-to-day business with uh, with the brokers, I started to feel very comfortable from a from a relationship perspective with a, a lot of the brokers, and I and I enjoyed the the interaction from a face to face perspective, uh, you know, even over the telephone regarding uh, you know discussions related to deals and and how we could help uh, grow their business. And with the recent changes or opportunities that, that came along at uh, Street Capital related to you know the restructuring and getting us ready for. Um, our bank license, uh, there was the opportunity to take over the, the sales role. And uh, I felt it was just the, the right evolution from from being able to understand what a good deal is and what, what a good deal isn't. And uh, and just uh, just leveraging off of the relation, relationship building skills that I had developed in my role as VP of credit. And just to move over to the sales role was uh, probably a very seamless uh, transition. Right. You'd already had the established relationship. So you just mentioned the bank license thing. So is there any sort of like, you know, timeline idea on what you guys are hoping with that? Well, we, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's always, it's always uh, a moving target, but we believe over the next uh, six to eight months, we will be in a, in a position probably to, uh, to say we've been successful in our application for a bank It license. takes time from what I've under, I mean, I'm not in that space, but it, from my conversation with people, it sounds like something that can, takes a lot longer than you expect. And yeah. it's a lot of work involved in it. 
it's not like in the U.S. where it's pretty easy to get a bank license. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was easy in the U.S. Well, they have like a, the number of banks in the U.S. is like just staggering, thousands of them and little tiny banks and every little like in different, every state has a sort of different way that they do it. But unfortunately, when the crisis hit in 2008, there was a lot of them that went under just because they're not, you know, they're just kind of little mom and pop shop uh, institutions. So versus the what, you know, getting a bank license in Canada is a, it's a process. Um, no, it is a, it is a process. So I like to always ask about the past, present, and future sort of of your organizations. I want to start with the past. So where did the idea for Street Capital come from? I know you were there right at the beginning. I always love stories of, you know, starting out of a garage or, you know, the ideas on a napkin. So what what happened there? uh, It was the brainchild of Ed Gettings. He he was a uh, former executive at uh, CIBC who ran literally the mortgage arm of CIBC. Um, He left CIBC in... I think it was uh, fall of 2005, um, and then uh, he he thought that uh, it was uh, a good idea to uh, you know you know you, you got egos you think you think the success around first line slash CIBC was was related to to yourself and I know I felt that way and uh, and so we thought we could do it ourselves so we all we all got together on on, on the idea uh, we thought you know it would be easy um, I can tell you that it wasn't. Uh, when we first started, we rented some office space. I think it was at uh, I think it was at Jarvis, and you know what I can't even remember, but it was just off of Jarvis. And I can tell you, we had wooden desks. A couple of us had only three legs on our desk, so you couldn't lean on one side of it, or else we'd tip over. And um, we would meet on a regular basis every day at noon at a round table, come up with ideas, and we were trying to better understand what products we could launch with, and uh, and we thought you know we could do it no problem. We launched. And as I said earlier, there were crickets uh-huh. and uh, we just had to get on the phone. I think from day one, you know, people like Ed Gettings and Paul Graywall were knocking on doors. Uh, our executives continue to visit brokers on a regular basis. I'm not sure if you could say that about a lot of lenders, but I can tell you all of the executives of Street Capital visit brokers at their offices on a regular basis, uh, not only asking for business, but thanking them for their support. Uh, we're a big believer in uh, relationships uh, with the brokers and and supporting them and developing their business along as, as well as ours. Um, but uh, it was not easy and we were a very small shop and we literally had to make sure we were using our pencils all the way down to the last inch of that pencil before we threw it out because uh, we were trying to limit costs. That's awesome. And it was a, it was a big it was a big change coming from the you know a, a big five bank where where expenses were not an issue, but then we quickly had to transition over to watching every uh, penny that was spent. Mm-hmm. Right, you're in that startup phase, and you don't want to have too high of a burn rate, and otherwise it can tank you. So now the present. So I always like to ask, so what with all the sort of options available in the marketplace, what makes Street unique? What why what's what's what you, in your in your words, what makes uh, you guys awesome? Well, we we feel that our our underwriting model is a um, a very strategic and successful one where um, the underwriter handles the application from cradle to grave. So the individual that reviews your application and issues a commitment is the same individual that signs off on the post commitment documentation. And we feel that a lot of storytelling takes place at time of application. And where the model doesn't have an underwriter handling the application from cradle to grave, a lot of the story at the time of commitment is lost when the paper comes in and and that that 
uh, fulfillment officer, for lack of better terms, may be asking questions that were already discussed at time of application with the senior underwriter. So we feel our cradle-to-grave model um, for the underwriter handling the application from the time that it comes into the public funds is a very successful strategy to use and has been. And um, again, you know, being in the market with all of the products that, that we believe brokers need uh, when it comes to business for self, when it comes to the rental program, new to Canada, and I, can, I think it's fair to say that our rates are very competitive, have been. We don't typically, we're typically not out of market when it comes to rates. Uh, we're aggressive, and we believe that uh, those are contributing factors to our success. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And um, yeah, and there's definitely something to be said for having somebody who knows the file start to finish and not having to repeat, you know, conversations or just connect dots all the time that someone can actually just, you know, oh, yeah, I right, can tell you, I, I can tell you, we, we're, we're always looking at that model. And we're always asking the brokers if it's the right model. And we continue to get feedback that that is the right model to have. Right. They, that's what they like. So yeah. now I want to switch gears to the future. And um, so where's the opportunity for the, uh, currently you guys are a model line, maybe it'll be a bank in the next year or so. Uh, so what's the big opportunity for the model lines in the next couple of years? Well, we feel that uh, we feel that our, our ability to offer a broader range of products will be uh, available or will be gained by by getting our bank license. Uh, first and foremost, we will want to get into the the B space uh, through the raising of capital um, on the GIC market side. Uh-huh. And once we once we do that, you know there'll be a lot more balance sheet lending uh, when it comes to street capital, and we feel that there is a uh, you know a, a niche market within within the Canadian uh, mortgage industry where you know you've got a lot more people uh, that are business for self. Uh, new to Canada is a growing market, and we feel that uh, we'll be able to be uh, more aggressive when it comes to that piece of the Canadian mortgage industry uh, market uh, by having a B program that will be self funded. Uh, through our GIC program. Right. Yeah, there's definitely that that particular segment of the market is growing the most. And, yeah, as and, the- and then, you know, and we'll be looking at our credit card. We'll be looking at credit cards. We'll be looking at lines of credit. You know, every 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 opportunity that we believe is available through obtaining our bank licenses is, a, is a, an opportunity that we'll be... Uh, will be aggressively pursued. Now, actually, something I, it wasn't a question that I originally was going to ask you, but it's something that's come up recently, and I just wanted to get your take on it. So there's been, like, in the media, you hear about this term shadow lending, and they kind of use it to paint a brush of anybody that doesn't basically bank do something with the big five banks. So can you kind of speak to that? Like, what, do you see that as a risk to the our reputation? Or, like, what can, what can yeah, what's your take on that whole uh, shadow lending um, Sorry, that, that's the first I've heard of that terminology. What do you mean by shadow lending? Oh, you've never heard of this? Okay, so in the media, no. like I've been reading in the newspapers and stuff, they talk about shadow lending. And what they're typically referring to is any lending that's outside of like bank lending. or And um, it, to, when I look at that and I hear it, they're basically, it's a way to sort of take a shot at the you know broker community, the monoline community and say, look, you know what, you need to be, you know, Mr. Consumer, you should be dealing with just with a directly with a bank because of the shadow lending practices. And, and it just seems like a... Um, a way to use language that's very derogatory towards um, our, you know, our particular space. So maybe if you haven't heard about it, then that's good. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> well, the only the only comment I would make when it comes to, you know, um, uh, the customer making a decision uh, on getting a, a mortgage through their their bank or through a broker is, is I believe a broker will be able to provide more options to that customer. I think they will be able to educate the customer and to identify the opportunities or options that are available to the customer out there versus, uh, you know, they may use the terminology monoline 
for us lenders, but if I'm if I'm a if I'm a customer and all I know is 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 a big five bank and I walk into that one of those big five banks and you know they have whatever they have to offer versus you know I walk into a broker's office and the broker can show me you know ten to fifteen different lenders and all the different products related to those lenders. Personally, I'd feel a lot more comfortable knowing what all the options are out there through a, a, an independent mortgage broker versus versus you know the one bank relationship that I may or may not have. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, yeah. So while, while they may be called shadow, they may put. A, I, I just think there's just. A, I think that's just a propaganda from a, a big five bank perspective. I, I think what the right. independent mortgage broker has to offer is a lot more fulfilling to a customer's needs than potentially what uh, one bank may may have as as a product offering to uh, an individual client. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I, I think it's just my own, maybe my own, my paranoia that uh, I'm like, well, because when I hear it, I always just think, man, like, you know what, that's not the right language for any, any type of lending that's typically in Canada is so regulated when it comes to finance and banking. And so, um, it's we, so we, we may not, we may not have our bank license, but all our investors are, are, are OSFI, OSFI type uh, entities. And so we have to follow, we have to follow the, the schedule of one bank uh, accountabilities, B20, B21, we're, we're accountable for all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, okay. So that makes sense. I, I appreciate your feedback on that. So uh, last question, and um, I know that you're in the lending game, but so what do you, as a, and you deal with lots of brokers. So what do you think is the biggest risk to the broker industry in the next couple of years? Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's anything new. I think uh, uh, brokers uh, should be cognizant of the performance of the type of the business that they send to lenders. Lenders on a daily basis or on a weekly basis are, are looking at the performance of their portfolio and then drilling down to, you know, from a broker level, how is, how is the business performing from that broker? Mm-hmm. I think the broker needs to needs to take that extra five minutes and understand their client, know their client, understand does does the application uh, or the transaction make sense. So you know, if we have a 25 year old, for example, coming in to purchase a home and they have a hundred thousand dollars down, understand where that hundred thousand dollars down. Typically, that hundred thousand dollars hasn't come from accumulated savings from a 25 year old. So it's just understanding the transaction. Does the transaction make sense? Does the income make sense? Does the down payment make sense? And if it does, and they, and they can take the time to build a story before sending in an application, it just it makes the the process that much easier for the lender when they're discussing the file with, for example, an insurer. Mm-hmm. And related to that is you'll probably get a lot better turnaround when all of the all of the questions have been answered up front and the service that you'll be able to deliver to that customer will be a lot better because you won't have to be going back and forth with a lender who may have five or six questions that weren't answered that could have been answered at the time that the broker was taking the application with the customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all I would say is be cognizant of the type of business that you send to lenders. Um, they're always they're always looking at the at, at the quality of the business, and when it comes to a broker who's sending business to a lender and, and it's and it's good business and it performs well, then I believe that relationship will continue to to grow with the broker. And I think when there's a deal that's on the fence um, that a client may or may not be able to, <clears throat> to get a document that may be required, but for whatever reason the client may not be able to obtain it because it's in a box or they're moving, etc. I think. If a, if a broker has had established relationships through mm-hmm. a strong portfolio, I think the lender would be more apt to help them versus, you know what, we're going to pass on this deal. Right. Yes, definitely. Relationships still matter as much as everything is, you know, automated and we have 
processes, but there's definitely, you still have to rely on those relationships are critical. Yeah. And, and with all the automation, don't, and I say this to the, to, to my team as well, don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. A lot more can be discussed over the phone versus an email or a text. Right. Totally agree. Well, Alphonse, I really appreciate your time. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me online. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, and my email address is alfonso.cassiato at streetcapital.ca. Awesome. And anybody listening to this can go to I Love Mortgage Brokering. There'll be links in the show notes to your LinkedIn profile, as well as anything that we talked about. Alfonso, I really appreciate your time today, and I hope Street Capital continues to crush it. Thank you very much for the time. Have a great day. Want to learn from the top five mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing, since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.